it almost feels like, man, if we can get this pop culture icon to say that they love Jesus, then it will validate Jesus to the rest of the world. That grosses me out. Like, man, we'll, we'll have Kanye West be the hype man for Jesus. Jesus doesn't need Kanye to be his hype man. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of God is a Dad podcast, the podcast where normally three couples get together and talk about how God is a parent and what that means for us as parents. But on this episode, we had to have an emergency podcast because perhaps the biggest event ever in Christian music, I think, I don't know, I guess I don't know what else would be in the running, uh, just happened. And if you haven't heard, Kanye West released an album called Jesus is King uh, that is basically his assertion to the world that he is now a believer, that he has met Jesus and chosen to follow him and chosen to live his life for him. And Jake and I have been pretty big Kanye fans for a long time, so we were going to talk about it anyway. We thought other people might enjoy our conversation, so we recorded it. Nothing really about parenting today, but if you have kids, they probably at least know who Kanye West is, if not listen to him themselves. So let's go ahead and get started. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I was pretty excited when the, uh, you know, when the album dropped and to start hearing people's reaction and see just kind of what, hear what it was all about. So uh, I wanted to talk about it. I think a lot of people are, especially a lot of Christians are, are talking about it a lot and are pretty intrigued by Kanye West in his journey and now his, you know, seemingly where he's arrived. I mean, he's one of the most, what, where would you put him in terms of popular music stars on the earth? Was he like the top, in the top five most famous, top 10 in terms of influence and fame? I mean, yeah, in terms of music, yeah, I, like definitely top three. I mean, but if you're talking about all the pop culture, I mean, he's like top ten. Yeah. So, yeah, just overall his influence is, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> incredible. Right, yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty, I feel like it's a pretty remarkable story just from that perspective. Anytime anybody in the top ten or, you know, top three of music or pop culture, like, does something kind of, out of left field for them at least is you know right. it's kind of noteworthy and especially when you know it's uh yeah it relates to the gospel and jesus and and taking this kind of a i guess a bold stand for his kind of new way of thinking is pretty cool so yeah i mean i guess i kind of wanted to talk about talk about it in t- i feel like the conversation that we'd have to be most interesting is to talk about it in sort of two parts or two from two different angles one just kind of being like kanye as a as a figure, Kanye as a person, Kanye as, yeah, like a public figure uh, yeah. within popular culture and sort of his journey. And then like the second part, talk about the actual music, this album and whether it's good or all that kind of thing. So yeah, when you were listening to it and seeing the lyrics and seeing the the track list and the album title, what what is your initial reaction to Jesus is King? I guess if, we, if we're talking about Kanye just as the uh, pop culture icon, I have removed myself from paying attention to Kanye as like the pop culture guy for (laughs) quite a while now. So I honestly didn't even know he was dropping a new album. Mm -hmm. I used to be like the biggest Kanye fan, but wow, I I guess now I'm not anymore. (laughs) My initial reaction was skepticism. Uh, I mean, not in terms of like the actual music, but yep. just if you followed Kanye for like any period of time, <laughs> you, you would know that like God and Jesus is like a pretty prominent figure in all of his music. 
And nice. so I, I was like, oh, yeah, like this would make sense for Kanye to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily from a personal spiritual standpoint, but mm, just yeah, like, sure. Like, hey, you know, I mean, one of his initial biggest hits was Jesus Walks, you know? Right, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I was skept- skeptical in that I, I just thought it was a musical just decision and choice just from a creative standpoint. And, and it still might be. I, I have no idea. And then I listened to it, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's great. I I really enjoy it. I don't know what to think about his personal walk with Jesus, but <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of the musical content, like the lyrical content, I'm like, man, I am engaged, and he has my attention. It's probably not my favorite Kanye album, but right. that that's one of the like main attractions to Kanye is that every album he drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than this first two or three albums have been significantly different. Mm-hmm. So just from that standpoint, I would, I'm, I really like it. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes him so fascinating. And so has continued, continued to be relevant is because, right. I mean, he, he does try new things all the time yeah. more so than in more successfully, I guess, than, than most other artists. I think a lot of artists pretend, or at least they act like they're trying new things and stuff. But he, yeah, he really does. And yeah, he definitely did it. So like Kanye has been kind of going on this, has had sort of a spiritual awakening that's been in the works. And he's sort of been public about it for a while now. Like you were aware of his Sunday service. Were you aware at all of his Sunday services? I heard something like that. But I, I honestly thought it was like his uh, Good Friday re- releases. Yeah, so right. he, he did that a few years ago. And he titled it Good Friday. But you know the content was uh, yeah. like not at all like re- like religious in nature. He was just using that as a, an ironic title. Yeah, it was interesting because we watched. He was on the the David Letterman Netflix thing. My guest needs no introduction or something like oh, that. Yeah. I think it's what's called. And they did like a little profile where David Letterman went to one of their Sunday services. And from what I saw from that show or that that profile that they did, well, it was funny. Nicole and I came away with two very different perceptions of what it what it was all about like she thought oh yeah Kanye's basically started a church and hosting a church and doing church now and i came away from it thinking oh kanye is seeking some kind of spiritual thing but he really connects with music and so he basically it sounded to me like he basically created a church around music uh and almost even kind of like around his music you know <laughs> which, sure. which i was like that seems like a very kanye west thing to do right, right. <laughs> create a church right. around his own music <laughs> but all signs from this album and listening to it, even very casually would point you to thinking that, yeah, he's like really serious about God now, about Jesus, that he really has had a profound experience and really is changing his life. And I mean, my my question with that is like, are you at all surprised given, you know, you're you're really familiar with Kanye's previous work and like the trajectory of his career. Like, like let's just take him at his word. Let's just take him at face value that, you know, he really has been born again, that he really has encountered Jesus and that he now, Jesus is his king. Like, are you at all surprised by that transition, that that change from what Kanye was to uh, what he is now? So I have two responses to the question. Uh, the first is, yes, I would. Just initially, knowing what I know about Kanye, I am surprised. Because to be a follower of Jesus, you have to be dead to yourself. And I think... <laughs> I think if there's anyone, <laughs> or if there's any one main criticism of Kanye, 
It's that he has at least the persona of being totally self-absorbed sure. and yeah. being all about him. Just the <laughs> idea that he would be willing to let that go and to not even have that be a part of his celebrity anymore mm. would be, yeah, would be surprising from everything mm. that we know about Kanye. So then my follow-up response to that would be, I think the Christian community and just how, yeah, the Christian culture absorbs pop culture, uh, I, I think we do it wrong. And so I think mm. even, even that question that we pose, like, hey, are you surprised that Kanye is a Christian? Yeah, I've, I feel like that's almost even the wrong conversation. I, I, think, I think it should be more about our own personal responses to how we're interpreting the pop culture. I, I've, I've just seen so many people in pop culture um, either come out as Christians or, or have very spiritual you know, lyrics or whatever that the Christian community like attaches onto and, and really, I don't know, wants to claim <laughs> that <laughs> pop culture as their own. And right, right. it just sort of gr like grosses me out. Like mm, yeah. it, maybe I'm being presumptuous, but it almost feels like they're like, man, if we can get this pop culture icon to say that they love Jesus, then it will validate Jesus to the rest of the world. Mm. Like I, like and that, that's almost the, the mentality that, that I feel. And so that grosses me out. Like, mm. man, we'll, we'll have Kanye West be the hype man for Jesus. Like, mm. Jesus doesn't need Kanye to be his hype man. You know, sure. that, that's almost yeah, like yeah. What, we, and what we're hoping <laughs> for. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, Kanye loves Jesus. Man, that, that just says a lot of good things about Jesus. And then <laughs> well, all, that, all that being said, I have decided to, whenever something like this comes about, that mm -hmm. I would pull myself away from making individual personal judgments about the person and mm -hmm. their walk with God. I, I just want to consume the pop culture that they've given me and basically just ask myself what I, what I ask uh, whenever I consume any piece of pop culture is what does this tell me about God? What does this tell me about man? Is this bringing me closer to God? You know, etc. But mm -hmm. yeah, in terms of, oh man, I like this more because I think he's a Christian. Mm, I, I, see. I, I, I tried to not ask that. For sure. Yep. I think you're right. I think that I don't super love the whole idea of like an us versus them mentality and like, oh, yes, Kanye switched teams. So now yeah, like right. we have like a power boost kind of to our team. Uh, yeah. I think that feels icky. <laughs> that feels kind of weird uh, just because I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're actually supposed to be in competition with the world as if it's like us versus the world. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's not supposed to be that type of antagonistic relationship, I, I don't think. But how I feel is is this is a really cool testimony, and I'm glad that the world gets to see this testimony of what God does in someone's life. And the reality is the testimony of someone who has the kind of reach that he does, it means something. It just does. You know, it's like the stories in the Bible when King Nebuchadnezzar has his heart changed in an instant and says, like, from now on, my kingdom will serve mm. the God of Daniel. Right. Yeah. And it's like that that means something powerful to other people because of who King Nebuchadnezzar was. And, you know, I'm not, you know, Kanye is not nowhere. He's not a king or anything, but 
But at the same time, you know, like there are people all over the world now that are listening to this album because they like Kanye, basically have the gospel being preached to them in their right. earbuds as they're listening to music. Right. And whether or not it, you know, it, it gets down to their soul or whether or not they hear it for what it is, you know, who knows. But the reality is there's millions of people now that have heard about what Jesus did in Kanye's life in the last 48 hours or whatever that wouldn't have before. And so from that perspective, I'm like, that's that's a pretty cool thing. Do you have any qualms with that response? About, no, about like getting excited about Kanye from that perspective, I I think that's good. I I think I would I would add the ca- the caveat that mm. I'm excited that they're listening to the content and that and that Kanye was the vehicle to put it out to the masses. Be, because I I feel like it puts Kanye in an unfair position too. Mm, that yeah. And he even like hints at it in uh, one one of the songs, basically where he sort of calls out Christians. Oh yeah, and he says, "Hey, you guys are going to be the ones who are who are going to judge me the most, actually." And <laughs> yes. so it brings the spotlight even stronger on him from the Christian community now that he's released this gospel album, because now Christians are just waiting for him to like prove that he's not a Christian, and then they can right. jump all over him. Like, oh man, that that's just rough to like have your life under that type of microscope when you're trying to walk with God. Like, that's brutal. <laughs> I mean, when I heard that part, <laughs> when I heard that song, I was like, the thought I had was, you know what? That is the easiest prediction to make. Yeah. Basically, in the entire world, like anybody who creates any content and that gets popular, like you should just, if you want to look smart, you should just predict that Christians will judge you, and you will look like a. Like you can see the future, kind of. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he is for, pretty yeah. prophetic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what the Christian response seems split two ways for the most part. One is people are excited, either because yeah. Kanye is quote on our team now, or just because they're excited about his testimony. Or right. the other response is they're like sitting back with their arms folded, kind of like we'll just wait and see, give it six months, a year, eighteen months, or whatever, and then he's gonna you know prove himself like a liar, like a fake, phony, you know, a false. Right. Yeah, a false Christian, or whatever. Like, what, what do, you, what is your take on that response of like sitting back in skepticism on someone's profession of faith in this way? Yeah, that that would be my yeah. What what I was talking about before of just like, man, we are not walking uh, side by side, shoulder to shoulder with him, so we have no idea what his actual walk is, and. That response is pretty damning, I think, to Christians and to the Christian community. Like, if if I'm a non-believer yeah. and I see that type of reaction uh, to Kanye, why would I want to follow Jesus? Yeah, and that that response, I don't know. I I would just say, just listen to the music, just enjoy it. It it's it's great. It's fun. It talks about Jesus. So. Yep. Just embrace it for for what it is, and just pray that Kanye, yeah, has genuinely accepted mm-hmm. Jesus. But yeah, the whole wait and see approach, like it, it does you no good. It limits you from enjoying the music, and it's pretty judgmental on your part. Like I, again, if <laughs> anyone had the wait and see approach to any of our lives, like man, that would be that'd be harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> right that would be, that would not be a fun person to be around right yeah <laughs> just waiting for you to trip up just kind of like looking at you yeah. side-eyed and yeah that's yeah. terrible i mean don't you think i get the impression though that the reason people feel that way or want to be skeptical is because they're like well i don't want to listen to music or i don't want to be influenced by someone who might not be genuine who might not 
be actually filled with the spirit now who might not actually be in submission to Jesus. And so like, I don't want to give them this position of influence in my life, or I don't want to let my kids listen to his music now, or I don't want him to be popular or influencing people because I don't think he's genuine. Almost like as if they're, they're acting like Kanye is a pastor now and starting a church right. and they're like skidding back being like, well, I don't want to go to his church because I don't know if he's yeah like le- quote unquote legit or something. Yeah. Which to me, I feel like, I actually, I was actually kind of surprised that like, I didn't feel like the content that Kanye was sharing in this album was very preachy. Personally, I didn't think he was trying to teach a lot. Uh, I mean, some, because he always does, but it was not as preachy as I thought it was going to be. It was not as much like, hey, look at all this stuff that I know now and you need to listen to me. It was almost, it was more just like, he was just saying very, I, I don't know if vanilla is the right word, but very like standard, basic, just exhortations that we would all say about God that are very yeah. just standard, right? That just, right. just nothing like, there was no controversial teaching coming out of him, you know? So what, yeah. so even if you are worried about him being a teacher, it's, he's just basically like, God is good. God has saved me. God's redeemed me. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is great. And he's not really teaching anything that needs any kind of skepticism because it's basically just like, I'm happy because I know God now. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the impression I got, which to that, I'm like, yeah, if, if someone, if you're worried about, if you're worried about listening to someone who's saying something that you're not sure is true, and you're deciding whether or not to trust them, then I get that. But that's not at all what's going on here. And so I just, right. I'm like, I'm with you. I don't get, I don't get who wins. Yeah. Like what good comes of being skeptical of Kanye West, basically? Yeah. I just don't think there's any, anybody winning from that situation. And I mean, that this brings up the whole like bigger picture of how even Christians consume pop culture. I think once you put Jesus into pop culture, then it changes how Christians evaluate that piece of culture. Um, Mm. and for better or worse, most of the time it's worse (laughs) than (laughs) they, because it's like, man, you, you would not be having this conversation, right. About, I don't know the like Taylor Swift's album. Right. Sure. And so, or, or you wouldn't be skeptical about her like personal, I don't know. Maybe you would, if you don't like how many boyfriends she has or something, but you, you wouldn't be putting her under like such an extreme microscope um, or, or like a specific demographic wouldn't be doing that to her. It frustrates me the way that Christians, once you put Jesus into a piece of pop culture, Christians then try to evaluate it as if it's scripture or like they, they use scripture as mm-hmm. like yeah. standard to judge it by. And you're like, yeah. yeah, you're like, that's, it's so unfair. Like they're not, yeah. regardless of what the artist was trying to do or his intentions, like scripture is scripture. Like let, let your own personal walk with God, like stand by itself and mm-hmm. just consume this piece of pop culture for what it is. And if it brings you closer to Jesus, great. But you don't necessarily have to filter it or, at least hold it up against canon. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And I, I mean, I feel like that's the what robs a lot of Christian artistry of the creative potential that could yeah. be is because basically it's like, well, I know if I'm a Christian artist, if my work does not is not basically like the Bible in music form, then it's going to be picked apart and people are going to tear it down because it's wrong you know like i was (laughs) i I, I don't know a couple months ago i listened to john piper and i forget one other person kind of like rip apart uh the reckless love song 
Have you heard that one? Yeah. You know, because because basically people are like, God's not reckless. That's that's heresy. It's like wrong to say that God is reckless. He's not reckless. Because they're taking reckless as like a negative, you know, like he's not careful or he's not, he doesn't think ahead or something like that, right? And I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get into that debate, but but basically it's like a worship song that, you know, all the rest of the lyrics is just like spot on. This guy, you know, this guy's his heart. He just wants to worship God. He experienced God in a way that t- moved him, that touched him. And he's like, I want to write a song. It's this brilliant song. And every, so many people love it. And it's, you know, invited people right. into connection with God. And the Christian response is like, let's get a pastor to pick apart, you know, this one word and like exegete the Bible and see if there's reckless anywhere in the scripture and, the, you know, that kind of thing. And sure. basically calling this worship song really dangerous because it's, you know, possibly leading people to think God is something that he's not. And it's just that attitude. And I'm not saying that that, yeah. that exercise is not useful or not completely unwarranted or whatever. Like we should all be close to the Bible and inspired by it and and partnering with the Holy Spirit. The Bible should be, we should measure if anything is true, but we also shouldn't, I think, expect things created by man to be perfect at all. Like we should approach any creation, any work of art, whether it's music or books or anything to be flawed and imperfect. And we shouldn't be surprised to find that it doesn't hold up fully to the truth laid out in the Bible and revealed by the Holy Spirit. But that attitude and that constant criticism, I feel like is what has robbed Christian artistry of creativity and potential that it has to actually be a lot better than it is because we have to tiptoe around that spirit of, well, I don't know, is that 100% on? And I just wish wish we could all be like, you know what? Any album that I make is not going to be 100% on because I'm not turning the Bible into music. You know, it's my own personal experience. It's going to have heavier leanings one way it's going to miss some things because i'm a human who misses lots of things you know but it's just my expression of my relationship with god but we just don't take that approach with music and that is one thing that i'm really excited about for kanye and he even said this thing i I don't know if you saw his um he was interviewed on jimmy kimmel where he kind of talked about this whole thing now that god has called me and i've i now have given my life to jesus christ and i work for god Now we have Christian innovation in our time. There was a time when the Medici family and all the greatest artists did work for the church. And now it seems like all the best designs and everything have this adult edge to it. I feel like there's so few individuals in a position like mine to be able to give their opinion and stand up and say that this is what family is about. And I feel that God is using me and using the choir, using my family to show off. We're in complete service to God. And you the feel business born is again? thriving. <laughs> the, <laughs> you feel born again, Kanye? Yeah. You feel uh, like, yeah. would you consider yourself to be a Christian music artist now? I'm just a Christian everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> everything. everything. Yeah. And you've done You know, you might think that sounds arrogant. Uh, but I mean, he is by any objective measure. He is one of the most creative, most talented musicians, at least of our time, I would say. So, you know, I think that might be just a right, right, a right understanding of his place in music. But I'm excited because I think he might actually bring some of that to the Christian content that we're creating. And I, I'm really, I'm really excited to see what he does yeah. post this album with it. I, w- I was going to say actually something along that, those lines that probably since the the Renaissance. Like, if Kanye is a Christian, then 
he will be the most creative Christian that we've had probably since, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, probably since the, the Renaissance. Right, and right. yeah, it, it's, oh man, it's amazing. Well, maybe, maybe other than like C.S. Lewis, I, I don't know. Just in terms of like creative genius, like man, he, yeah, yeah he is up there. C.S. Lewis didn't have Twitter to, to derail him though, you know, like there's right. some stuff right there you know, in those, some of those books that if he was writing those now, I feel like people yeah. would be attacking him oh, all over Twitter right. for, for theology sure. and his, you know, trying to bring in, you know, which is just, I mean, that just highlights the ridiculousness of it, right? Like he's trying to pen this fictional representation of all of these numerous truths of God and you know, maybe he didn't get 1000% of them right. In, in the Twitter era, he would be ridiculed and people would be like highlighting them and like, point, you know, throwing scripture at all of his little passages, all of his little analogies. And, and you'd basically, yeah, you'd basically have two sides if you read C.S. Lewis. And now it just, I don't know, it's old. So we just kind of ignore it a little bit. That's so fascinating. Yeah, C.S. <laughs> Lewis would not survive today. Or he, he, he would at least not have the same type of reputation that, that he does now. Right. So, oh man, that is a fun, a fun exercise to put old, old dead people in the, uh, in the Twitter era. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Let's go big picture then. Is is this his ninth album or his tenth? Uh, ninth, if you count like Yay that he released last year. Yeah. What what uh what is your top Kanye album? What's your favorite? My favorite Kanye album would be My Beautiful Dark and Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think that like from beginning to and that is the most creative that's like the peak of his creativity so far and just the the vision and the focus of hey this is what i want the album to contain this is like like to have the lyrical content match the musical content all the themes all the motifs that he pulls through and uh, a big part of like hip hop and his like hip hop, him being a hip hop producer is also bringing the best out of your guest spots. Like, mm. like he, mm-hmm. like, like some of those guys, some of those people that uh, are featured on that album, they do their best work on that album. I mean, everyone, everyone, hands down, says uh, Nicki Minaj's verse on Monster is like the best verse they've they've heard from her. Well, mm, yeah, like right. arguably one of the best verses in hip hop, like ever. Uh, like some people would would put it up there. And mm-hmm. So just the way that he is able to bring all that talent together and get the best out of them, um, yeah, that album like blew me away. I think, and I I think it still holds up. Jesus is King, like an album, a gospel album like that. I almost wish he would have spent a little bit more time on to like like if i want an album about jesus i want it to be that type <laughs> of like focus and that type of like yep. you know creative like input that he poured into uh fantasy that's funny because you know that jesus king was delayed mm-hmm. i don't exactly know when the release date was but it was like yeah. kind of get, kept getting pushed back and people didn't sure. really know when it was coming out so he i think he felt that way too and i don't i don't know if he felt the pressure to release it like now or if you actually felt yeah. like it was done but it was it, it definitely like people were nervous about the quality because of because of the release timing and because of just kind of like the the behind the scenes production that was going on it didn't it didn't seem like it was you know a fully formed Kanye album i guess yeah and, and it still doesn't when when you, yeah. when you listen right. to it um yeah. i that that would probably be one of my main critiques of this album um yeah. 
is that it feels like you're waiting for that like second part of the song or or the second or third verse <laughs> to drop and you know that the song just ends and you're like right. mm, I, I I would have liked to see uh, a little bit more which is yeah yeah well, <laughs> we we should talk about Jesus in this album. Um, yeah. I the more I listen to to Jesus the more I love it mm, yeah, I, really. I yeah I don't. Yeah, I would probably rank Fantasy number one, and then Jesus might be number two. Uh, oh wow! Like like between that or uh, Graduation. Really? So, yeah. Oh man, maybe I should go back. Yeah, go back and listen to. I I gave Jesus one listen through, and I was like, I can't. Right. I'm not, I'm not sure. about this. I just yeah, I just couldn't. Because I'm not I'm not quite the scholar that you are when music when it comes to music. You know, uh, I think you're you're a lot more. Um, highbrow in your enjoyment and that's why i really want to talk to you about right. it because i think you yeah. yeah you have a lot more to say uh that means something but yeah for me the sound of you i was just like i can't no I can't it's this very <laughs> aggressive and it's not aesthetically pleasing whatsoever <laughs> um, yeah so yeah so it's fascinating that he made an album like jesus uh which sounds the way, the way it does and then on the flip side he's given us jesus is king yeah, which right, right. It's a little bit smoother in terms of like how he samples, and you know he he definitely has that like seventies, like sixties, like soul sampling mm-hmm. that he puts in Jesus is King. Um, right. But in terms of like production quality, it's almost like Jesus was like side A, and then Jesus is King was like side B because they both have a have like uh, like sort of an undercooked quality about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I I wonder if that was intentional on on his part. Oh really? You think so? Huh? I yeah I I I would not be surprised. I mean, as I was listening through Jesus is King, I was like, man, this sounds like elements that he would have put on Jesus. Which I mean is interesting because isn't would you say that Jesus was when he was at his in his darkest? I, mean, I guess maybe maybe Ye was was a little darker, but but other than Ye was like Jesus his darkest place that he's been. I mean. Yeah, beautiful dark twisted fantasy is pretty dark, yeah. but yeah, I mean, in terms of music, yeah, combined with the lyrics, yeah, Jesus is very dark. So that that would be interesting if they are somehow related, but it's like, yeah, I would have said Jesus is is his grimmest, like most disturbed kind of work, and then presumably Jesus King would would be the opposite end of that spectrum in terms right, of yeah. the content, you know. So that'd be interesting if they are kind of musically related. I mean, I, I think if we were like looking back on it in, in like 15 years or 20 years, we would we would attach these two albums to, together. I, I think, well, especially if you're looking at it in the context of like, like, look how far Kanye has come, then I feel like a lot, a lot of Christians would, and, and they have referenced uh, Jesus as like, man, look at Jesus, look at Jesus as king, you know? Huh. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, that. he he has I I am a god, you know, and, mm-hmm. and right, right. Jesus, you know. So that's yeah. quite the opposite of Jesus. Right, right. Jesus is king. Um so then what on the the track list, which ones um which ones jumped out at you the most or which ones do you think were his best work on this one? Follow God is just super fun. I mean that that is that that's just a song where you're just, you know, not not in your head the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I heard that one, I was like, oh, I'm glad this is 
because the first two, you know, the first one is like just gospel choir. And then the second one is he's almost, I don't know. Sailor is just kind of like, it's, it doesn't even really feel like a song almost in some ways. And so then I was, then w- when that song dropped, I was like, Oh good. This still is going to be a hip hop album. I was kind of, yeah. I was kind of worried it was, there was going to be no, <laughs> no Kanye sound at all. I really like God is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the song that I could see like my, my church, you know, playing, mm. you know, yeah. on, on Sunday morning. Like it, it's, it's really good. Really catchy. Say, say what you will about Kanye as a singer. Um, <laughs> but, I, I love that he leans into the fact that he yeah. actually can't sing it's pretty cool right that song god is it, like anyone who's skeptical of kanye anyone who's like i don't think this is real or i think this is a big production to like get listeners or to be provocative or something i would say if you listen to that track and are not convinced then i don't know what to tell you basically yeah. like it's it's just really earnest man it's like i like i just envisioned i was like you know what he sounds like he sounds like me in the rows of a church, like not sure. being able to sing, but like belting out a worship song is like as right. like, much as I can kind of, you know, I was yeah. like, that is, that's like what the feeling that arose in me listening to songs. I was like, mm-hmm. this is what millions of people around billions of people around the world every Sunday. Like when we sing, most of us can't sing and we just like do our best. And that's what it felt like was just Kanye, you know, leaving it all out there in praise to God, which was right. pretty, pretty cool. I, it was really powerful. I was surprised I was that moved by, I think we, we're kind of like taught by, <laughs> by all these great worship bands. So it's sort of insinuated that like, you know, I don't know, to, to worship God the best, like there has to be great production kind of. And mm-hmm. this was a song that was like, yeah, this is, this is as pure of a worship song as I've heard in a long time. And yeah, it doesn't sound good. I mean, it, I mean, it, it does because it's so like meaning it's so genuine, but it sure actually doesn't sound that good <laughs> yeah so, yeah and that that's one thing that I've, I've read several times actually on like secular reviews of the song is like each of the reviews that i've read have mentioned that song and they're like man i don't know you know i don't know all this stuff that kanye believes or whatever i don't know i don't really agree with it or whatever but he you listen to that song and you're like he means it like he really does believe it. Mm-hmm. it's his thing no, yeah so. i i would say it's on par if not better than uh, most of the lyrics that we get on a sunday morning so. <laughs> And then everyone's talking about uh, use this gospel with uh, Kenny G, and then you have Pusha T and uh, uh, No Mercy uh, with uh, with the guest verses. Which, yeah, those are the only two. If I'm not mistaken, those are the only two like guest like rap do rap verses on that on the album. So it, it's interesting that he has those two come in at the end. What, why do you say that's interesting? Uh, me, well, yeah, because they so they made up a group called uh, Clips uh, in the like mid two thousands, and they came out with an album called Hell Hath No Fury, mm. and which yeah got like pretty wide like critical acclaim when it, when it came out. So yep. uh, yeah, it's fascinating that on an album called Jesus Is King, uh, he would have, and mm. I mean. He he works pretty uh, intimately with Pusha T right now. Right, right. So, yeah. well, I yeah. was reading too that like those two are brothers, right? Pusha and No No Mercy. Yeah. So I was reading they like that their their group clips had not had not worked together and had kind of like broken up and sworn off right. working together until this is that right? The, until this song, yeah. this is like the first time they they worked together. I've so this together, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like it. Bring do in, you feel like he's trying to brothers together? Yeah, some kind of like redemption or reconciliation, right. like in the sort of in the makings of the, the the track, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. I can get behind that. Yeah, 
did, what did you think of the of the uh, the Kenny G saxophone solo at, in the in the middle slash end of the song? It was it was it was great. <laughs> I mean, he he almost like Kanye now almost has this like Quentin Tarantino reputation, where he sort of like revitalizes like artist career. Mm. You yeah, know, sure. because they, 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 when they're associated by working with him. And so I was not surprised by his <laughs> appearance. It, it was fun. I wasn't surprised that he had Kenny G on. I was surprised how much I liked it. Yeah. Oh, and, sure. And right. on repeat right. listens, I was like, I was like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of ready. I'm like, I'm like yeah. listening to the song, waiting for Kenny G to come back. And when he busts out like the first little trill on his thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff. That's funny. I mean, those, yeah, those were definitely my, my top three for sure. The, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i feel like if someone if you're skeptical if you want to listen to this album i would listen to those three because yeah i think yeah i think those are the those are definitely the high points for sure well i mean yeah like apart from the content though like overall mm-hmm. uh, oh man the my, my main criticism is that it feels half half done yeah it yeah. feels half baked and so it I it would be hard for me to get it above like the the top half of Kanye albums. Mm. Yeah, like I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be like controversial or anything like like his first like gospel album that he's ever done, and I'm putting it as a mediocre Kanye album. But no, I think anyone who's a anyone who's a Kanye fan is probably going to agree with you, right? I mean, Christian or not, I don't I don't yeah. think there's any debate that this is not. Yeah. Even in his top, yeah, definitely not in his top half. I would say probably not even top two thirds best effort. Yeah, musically. I mean, I mean, it felt like like Life of Pablo. I had the same type of critique, even though it was like twenty tracks. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like all the tracks, which was I think part of his like strategy or part of his uh, uh, like part of the creative in it is that mm-hmm. he kept reworking all the songs even right. after he released it, right? And so yep, yep. it felt more in that vein of, uh, of uh, Life of Pablo, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you know you, you could just tell that he probably wanted to work more on it. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it does feel like they are parts of songs that mm-hmm. like he probably could have had like other people come in, like drop guest verses or mm-hmm. do something, like write another verse. I also felt too, like one of my main critiques of Life of Pablo was I like liked maybe seven or eight songs, and I thought, mm. man, I wish he would have just made seven or you know just used these like seven, eight, nine, ten songs and just use that as an album. And yep, so yep. I feel like that's what he almost tried to do with uh, this one. Yeah, right. He almost heard that critique. Like, <laughs> hey, my problem was too long. I had a lot of like wasted tracks. I'll like right. trim it down. But then he never like actually expanded on those like ten <laughs> tracks. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I feel you. Yep. I'm sure that's part of the reason why. Like that's part of the. That's got to be part of the mindset behind the twenty track album, right? Is that you don't. I'm guessing he doesn't know which ones are going to really hit, which yeah. like which ones are really going to resonate with people and they're going to like. And so if you put out 20 tracks, you'll probably get close to an album's worth of good music. Yeah. But there will be a lot of stuff that's wasted. It'll it'll be fun to see again where when we accumulate all of the Kanye West songs and everything that's in his own uh, musical canon, 
where yeah. Jesus is King finally ends up and how we view it. So, um, yeah, it, it's just another fascinating chapter in this man's like spiritual journey as well as like his musical journey and yeah. how he, he, he really does integrate both of those uh, throughout his career. And right. so, yeah, I'm, I'm just like scrolling through his like track list and yeah, there, I mean, God is, yeah, a main character uh, yeah. throughout his music. It, it's fascinating. I will withhold judgments on his personal walk, <laughs> both for good and bad. Just say, yeah, Kanye, keep, keep, right, doing, right. What, keep doing what you're doing. Because, yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, that's what I was going to say earlier about like being surprised. Like, I, I feel like I'm 0% surprised, and I don't know why we wouldn't think it's so I, I just feel like they're like him and Justin Bieber feel very similar to me. Mm-hmm. They feel like a very like the exact same thing happened basically where they're two artists that young like young in their career seemed pretty devoted to God. They had a, you know a background an upbringing that was you know at least adjacent to Christianity. Yeah. Or or even really close to it. And you know their early work they were they were a lot more faithful I guess to Christian values or Christian principles and and spoke on those things a little more. And then they kind of got the whole world handed to them they sort of succumb to the temptations of the world i guess lived a life of you know i don't know like the the classic rock star trajectory right this is yeah. like super this is super cliche right, right. and and then eventually they both just kind of came back to jesus because that's what they had sort of in their at the foundation of kind of who they were in their in their upbringing uh and in, in their youth i guess what i'm most excited for is not this album because i think this album is i feel like this is the album that kanye writes after he's been led to the Lord, after that experience of being told kind of who God is, being told what God expects out of people, being told what God wants your life to be like. Sure. And so it's it's just not that creative. It's just not that different, right? I mean, it's it's pretty standard fare, I guess. And so I'm excited as, as Kanye matures into, not, not matures as an artist, because he's already been there for a while, but as he matures as a Christian and sort of develops his own understanding of God and really connects with God over a longer period of time and kind of gets outside of the just sort of like the basic truths about God and kind of explores sort of the depths of who he is. I'm really curious to see what like his follow-up albums will be essentially focused on God and his relationship with on God than past ones. I'm curious. I'm really curious what he's going to have to say after a little more time, I guess, yeah. as a, as a follower of Jesus. Right on. Cool. Well, th- yeah, thanks for waking up early. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Sweet dude. Awesome, man. Sweet. See Good day. That is it for us. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked the episode, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. Maybe even tell a friend or family about us. Otherwise, go out and listen to Jesus is King and have a good week. I'm just a Christian everything. God has called me and I've, I now have given my life to Jesus Christ and I work for God. Yeah.